Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew will continue on in the series in the book of Isaiah with this message entitled, The Weary Sustained by the Servant. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Isaiah chapter 50. Now here is our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Lord's Day. In your sovereign will, you have gathered us in the name of your Son in this place. Like Samuel, we speak to you this morning. Speak, Lord, your servants to hear. We are reminded of the history of Israel. Israel became deaf. Israel became rebellious. They turned their back on you. But, O God, we turn to you. We want to hear the words you would speak to us. Only you have words that will sustain the weary. So, O God, speak to the weary ones. Strengthen us, heal us, comfort us. Drive away our anxiety and fear. May we hope in you. Refresh us, O God, with your manna and with your living water. Make us joyful in the Lord. Sustain us by the strength of the joy of the Lord. Fill us all with your Holy Spirit. Open the door to our heart that your word may enter and strengthen all of us. Make this time a time of refreshing. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our only Savior. Amen. We turn to the 50th chapter of Isaiah. The weary sustained by the servant. Comforted by the servant. Refreshed by the servant. Strengthened by the servant. Encouraged by the servant. The prophet Isaiah, in his great, long prophecy, consisting of 66 chapters, reveals to us God's great and sovereign plan to sustain the weary people of the world. People who are weary of sin, guilt, defeat, and death. The gospel is addressed to such people. And if you are not weary of sin, then God has nothing to speak to you. This salvation to sinners would come through a suffering servant who makes his appearance for the third time in Isaiah. In chapter 50, verses 4 through 9. We read about this servant in chapter 42, 49. Now in chapter 50. And more fully in chapter 53. Israel failed to help the weary. Because of her failure to be a servant of God. She became rebellious 
deaf to God's word. Let's read chapter 50 and verse 2. When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to ransom you? Do I lack strength to rescue you? Though Israel failed to respond to God, an individual Israelite would hear and do the will of God. He would be the perfect disciple, the divine scholar, the divine scholar par excellence. Through his perfect obedience in suffering, Salvation would come to the elect sinners who are fed up and weary of their sin and guilt. This servant would bring them the good news. Come unto me, all who are weary, I will give you rest. This servant calls today anyone who is weary and without strength. Anyone here. To come to him. And be made strong by him. The thief comes. To steal. Kill and destroy. But the suffering servant came. To give us everlasting rest. Of abounding life. So three things we want to speak to you. In reference to this. Rest giving. Disciple, servant. First, the sovereign teacher of this disciple. Second, the obedient scholar. And the third, the rest-giving ministry of this servant. The sovereign teacher. Before the servant could help anyone through his rest-giving Word, he is to be taught. Who is he that teaches this servant? He is addressed here as Adonai Yahweh. At the beginning of verses 4, 5, 7, and 9, the sovereign Lord. In other words, he is the self-existing Self-sufficient, eternal covenant God who is sovereign over all powers of the world. And the servant, the disciple, the scholar, has an intimate, personal, and constant relationship with this Adonai Yahweh. This great master teacher woke him up morning by morning. He taught him daily as Israel in the wilderness gathered manna daily for food. As they gathered the food morning by morning, the servant received heavenly manna of the word. From the sovereign Lord 
morning by morning. And Samuel responded to the Lord, saying, Speak, Lord, your servant is hearing. Now the word hear in Hebrew Shema means to hear and do. Speak, Lord, your servant is hearing. This servant more perfectly heard the words of the Lord. The ministry of this servant that brings rest to the sin-weary people would be a ministry of the preaching of the word. Turn to chapter 49 and verse 2. There the ministry of the preaching of the word by the servant is emphasized. He did not come in his first coming to condemn the world, but to save the world by the proclamation of the gospel. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Speaking about the ministry of the mouth of the word. It is he who said, my word is spirit and my word is life. So the servant must receive the word from the sovereign Lord before he could help the exhausted, weary ones. Remember what St. Paul said, what I have received, I give it to you. This is the pattern for all ministry. You must receive from him to give it to the weary ones that they may be refreshed. So daily, morning by morning, the servant learned from the great instructor. He stored these things in his heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Let's turn to the book of John, where he speaks about his teaching and where it came from. John 7, beginning with verse 16. Jesus said, my teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. And here he is speaking about that his teaching is not his own teaching. What he is teaching came to him from this great instructor, Adonai Yahweh. Though Israel as a nation became rebellious to the sovereign Lord, there is one who was not rebellious. So Israel in God's mercy will be helped by this excellent divine scholar. Let's turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 40, where David speaks about this great scholar who would come 
into the world. Psalm 40, beginning with verse 6. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am. I have come, it is written about me, in the scroll. I desire to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. Now Isaiah introduces him to us in this chapter. Sovereign Lord woke him up daily. The sovereign Lord opened his ears as one would open a door. The word of God entered into him without any resistance. He would instruct others to hear and do his teachings. He who would instruct others to hear and do his teaching heard and did the teaching. Of his sovereign master. You have no authority to teach. Unless you are taught. You have no competence to disciple. Unless you are discipled. Those who are under authority. Will be given. Ability to be in authority. The heart of the teaching. That he received. From this sovereign lord. Was that the servant must suffer and die for the sins of others. That he might comfort the sinful. This teaching of suffering he fully embraced. Turn to chapter 50 verse 5 and 6. So as he was being taught daily. One day the teaching came. This hard word that you must suffer and die. Verse 5 and 6, the sovereign Lord has opened my ears and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. I offered my back to those who beat me. My cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like flint. And I know I will not be put to death. He was not rebellious to this teaching of substitutionary suffering. He would set his face In resolute determination. Like Flint. To face God's will of suffering. The student is convinced. That the sovereign Lord would always help him. In his obedience of suffering. Let's turn to verse 7 and 9. But because the sovereign Lord helps me. And verse 9, it is the sovereign Lord who helps me all his life. Continuously, that's the way in the Hebrew, he received help. Daily and moment by moment he was helped. 
Secondly, now let's look at the obedient scholar, obedient student. In Isaiah 54 through 9, we meet this unnamed student who speaks autobiographically. But in verse 10, we are told who this person is. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? This divine scholar was not trained in a seminary, in an artificial atmosphere to learn theoretical things. He was trained daily by the sovereign Lord in the context of daily life and its pressures. Even as he would train the twelve disciples. Here and do, here and do, here and do. And it is good to look at the attitude of this obedient student. His attitude was one of humility and complete submission of a bond servant whose ears were pierced by the master. As we read in Exodus 21, or as we read in Psalm 40, 6 through 8, pierced ear symbolizes complete submission as a bond servant, doulos, uh, to the master. Paul in Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, exhorts us to have the attitude of this suffering servant, one of humility, even in the face of the most miserable death of the cross. We are told that this one learned obedience by the things he suffered, Hebrews chapter 5. Let me tell you something very important. No one can learn obedience without suffering. If your father tells you to go and play and you love playing and you go and play, but don't come and tell me you learned obedience by that because you like to play. It is when a word comes from your father or mother that requires suffering and you suffer, then you learned obedience. And so God in his great mercy brings us adversity to teach us complete submission. To the will of God. No one can learn obedience without suffering. When we manipulate to avoid suffering, we refuse to learn obedience and we become useless to God and man. But this servant was not rebellious to the teaching that brought him severe suffering. He would set his face like flint toward suffering. He grew, we are told, in wisdom because he learned daily from the sovereign Lord. He delighted in this teaching of the Lord. Let's understand one thing. He did not receive this teaching as a gift suddenly. He learned obedience in the context of the troubles of life morning by morning throughout his life. Because he was fully man. And as fully man, he learned 
He went through the process of obedience. So he had to learn all his life the word of God in great humility. Now we read about others, other prophets, other great men in the Bible who became rebellious and were not fully compliant. Moses, read Exodus 4 and verse 13. He wanted to turn away from this calling. Jonah, he will not obey God. Even Jeremiah, in his prophecy, verse 20, he curses the day he was born. But this one is greater than Moses, greater than Jonah, greater than Jeremiah. He embraced the teaching of suffering fully. And he learned obedience. Though the first king Saul failed to obey. This one. Would obey perfectly. Let's turn to First Samuel. And I hope all of you. Will learn this great principle. If you want to become useful. To God. And to man. First Samuel 15. Beginning with verse 22. But Samuel said, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to pay heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry, Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. This one, this great scholar, would be tempted to disobey. Would be tempted to get out of the path of suffering. But unlike Adam, the second Adam would live by the word of God. He would say every time he is tempted, it is written... He would be a man of prayer all his life. So in Mark 1 and verse 35, we are told, uh, very early in the morning. See, morning by morning. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, that is, got up from bed, got up from sleeping, left the house, And went off to a solitary place where he prayed, he communed with God. He would be a man of the word. And as he grew up, he paid very close attention to the word of God. He would meditate upon the scriptures. He memorized it. He meditated upon it. He lived the word of God so that if you... Read the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You see Jesus Christ meditating. Psalm 22. While he was crucified. He would be a man of faith. Trusting in the sovereign Lord who would help him. And therefore he trusted in his promise implicitly. He trusted him to vindicate him. Through the resurrection. Also, he would be under the sole direction of the Holy Spirit. As a divine scholar, 
the holy spirit was upon him the spirit of wisdom understanding spirit of counsel spirit of power spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord and isaiah says in chapter 11 he delighted in the fear of the lord may god help us to delight in obeying god he would always do the will of another the sovereign lord even in gethsemane when he was in deep trouble he would pray not my will but thine be done the will of god from all eternity for him was to suffer and it is now revealed here and more fully in the 53rd chapter but it is revealed here in verse 5 and 6 of chapter 50 verse 6 i offered my back to those who beat me my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard i did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because it was the will of god he freely offered i offered he freely offered he freely laid down his life he freely offered his back to judicial beatings and he let himself to be insulted and treated with utter contempt they would pluck his beard from his cheeks and they would humiliate him by spitting on his face yet if you read this chapter we discover he was sinless and yet the sinless one suffers freely as a true disciple in utter humility as i said isaiah would tell tell us more about this suffering servant in chapter 53 and he would also tell us why would the sinless servant suffer and for whose benefit when we come to the gospels we identify this sufferer you ask the question who was beaten whose beard was plucked upon whose face they were spitting on his name is jesus the sinless one pilate confessed that he was sinless let's turn to john chapter 18 and verse 38 with this he went out pilate again to the jews and said i find no basis for a charge against him that's the first time and chapter 19 verse 4 one small pilot came out and said to the jews look i am bringing him out to you let you know that i find no basis for a charge against him and verse 6 now the third time as for me i find no basis for a charge against him but let's hear from the mouth of jesus himself john chapter 8 and verse 46 there is a great challenge given to the whole world john 8 and verse 46 can any of you prove me guilty of sin the expected answer is no one or turn to the 14th chapter of john and verse 30 I will not speak with you much longer for the prince of this world is coming that is Satan is coming he 
has no hold on me. That's why death itself could not hold him. He has no hold on me because he is without sin. So behold the suffering servant. The sinless suffering servant. The perfect student who was highly acclaimed by his divine instructor who said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. He has the words of eternal life. He suffered, he died. But as we read in Isaiah 50, verse 8 and 9, let's turn and read to it. He suffered, he died. But listen, he who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. There it is, the declaration, he was sinless. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who is he that will condemn me? And so on. He was not disgraced. He was disgraced, yet he was not disgraced. He was vindicated, our sinless one. He was raised from the dead. Which is the proof that he was without sin. Thirdly, let us look at the rest-giving ministry. We ask the question, what was the purpose of his discipleship? Why was he taught by this divine instructor? What was the purpose of divine incarnation, in other words? We read in chapter 50, verse 4, the sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. So he was taught by the sovereign Lord that he may become a learned person. That he may have an instructed tongue. And we ask the question, why? What's the reason for that? We are told the answer in verse 4. To know the word that sustains the weary. So that he can speak a word to the weary person. And he will be strengthened and saved. To know the word that sustain, help, edify, strengthen, comfort, save the weary person. A word that is spirit and a word that is life-giving. The servant is a minister to the weary people of the world. Who are the weary? We read in chapter 49, verse 6, they are Jews and Gentiles. Who are the weary? They are his people, the elect people. Turn to chapter 49, verse 13. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Who are the weary? They are the church. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Who are the weary? They are the useless ones. Turn to chapter 42 and verse 3. A bruised reed. Can you imagine anything more useless than a bruised reed? But this one he will not break. And a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Who are the weary? They are the useless ones called bruised reed. 
they are the smoldering wick those without strength those who are weary who are the weary they are those who are crushed by the guilt of sin they are those who realize sin cannot save them they are those who are fed up with sin they are those who forsake sin and desire to find a savior they are those who acknowledge they are bruised reed and smoldering wick they are unlike the self righteous pharisee who needed no savior they are like the publican who cried out have mercy upon me the sinner they acknowledge they are chief of sinners they acknowledge that they deserve to go to hell they are like the woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years without any remedy she spent all her money on doctors seeking help and now not only she is sick but poor there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved nobody can help her she needs a healer the weary are like the one who was filled with a legion of demons restless naked and wandering they are like the blind bartimius who cries out for sight they are like the 10 lepers who cried out to receive cleansing they are like the chief tax collector who would do anything to receive forgiveness of sins and salvation they are like the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery facing the sentence of death they are like the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue who died who can raise her up they are like the philippian jailer who cries out in the middle of the night what must i do to be saved they are the weary ones of india china brazil europe japan and the united states they are weary ones weary of sin weary of the deceptive philosophies of the world they are us who are in need of salvation forgiveness of sins and the gift of perfect righteousness they are the hungry and they are the thirsty are you weary are you hungry and thirsty do you acknowledge you cannot save yourself do you acknowledge that you need a savior who can speak a word that will sustain the weary i introduce to you servus servorum and rex regum servant of servants and king of kings the lord jesus christ the only savior of the world he invites all the bruised reeds and smoldering wicks to come to him to be saved the thief came and destroyed us but the suffering servant the divine scholar came and suffered for us to save us the punishment that brought us peace isaiah would say later on was upon him and by his stripes we are healed he alone can speak a word that will sustain the weary nobody else
He came to seek, we are told, and save that which is lost. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. He invites us, I said, only the weary, the poor, the miserable, the blind, the wretched, the unrighteous, and the sinners to his banquet. Come unto me, all who are weary and all who are crushed of burdens. I will give you rest. He says to you, if you come to him, your sins are forgiven thee. Go in peace. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He says to you, to you dead in trespasses and sins, Lazarus, come forth. He says to you, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. He says to the leper, I am willing, be cleansed. He says to the one possessed of the legion of demons, come out of him and be gone. And look at the man, he is clothed, he is sitting down at Christ's feet and he is in his sound mind. He says to the bleeding woman, you are healed, go in peace. Your faith has made you whole. To Mr. Blind Bartimaeus, he says, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. To Zacchaeus, the chief, chief publican, he says, today salvation has come to this house. To the woman bent over for 18 years by an evil spirit. He says, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. To know the word, to speak to the weary. Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised the Lord. All who are weary, all who hear my voice today, hear the voice of the Savior. Be healed, be cleansed, be saved, get up and walk. The sun sets you free. He is in the midst of you. He comes to you. He speaks to you a word that will sustain you. He speaks. Even now stretching out his hands. He's touching you. He's setting you free. He's cleansing you. He's forgiving you. Rise up people of God. Go home with joy. Walking and leaping and praising God. And also in view of what he has done. Be a disciple of this disciple. Let him open your ears, open your heart. Let him teach you morning by morning that you may speak a word in his name, a word that will sustain the weary. Heavenly Father, as weary ones, we come to you. But we are glad that you have come to us in Jesus Christ that you are in the midst of us going to each one who is weary 
and saying, peace be unto you. That's a word that sustains the weary ones. Heavenly Father, help us to believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, the only Savior, that we may have peace and joy, that we may have strength, refreshing, comfort, hope, that we may have forgiveness of all our sins, that we may receive the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ, and we may have eternal life. Lord, we listen to Dr. Schaefer. He loves you. 58 years of age and five bypasses. He was about to die and he told his son, and I will see you in glory. Lord, increase our faith that we could look upon death and say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Jesus has come. He spoke to us a word and we trusted in him. We were weary and he made us strong. We praise you, God. Save your people. Grant us eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, presenting this message from the Bible series on the book of Isaiah. Come back soon for more Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.